Attraction triggers. Attraction triggers. What are attraction triggers? Before we get into this, I want you to know something. The stuff I'm about to share with you today is incredibly powerful and it is normally reserved for my clients. With everything, with every superpower more specifically, it can be used for good or for evil. So with this, I need you to make a pact with me that you will only ever use this to leave the other person better off than how you found them. In the medical world, they say, first, do no harm. And that is exactly what we want to do here. Because truth be told, the stuff I'm about to give you is very intimate, is very detailed, and is very important to know that in the wrong hands, it could do the wrong thing. But in the right hands, in your hands, you could use it to create an amazing relationship. So that needs to be known. But what are attraction triggers? Before we get into that, there's one more other thing I want to say. Is that I can't remember if I shared you with you this story before. But when I first learned how to drive a car, when I first learned how to drive a car, I had a crazy driving instructor. Now, my driving instructor was this Confucian-style guy uh, who was this crazy old man. And he used to say that the only person, the only reason why people don't know how to drive a car properly is because we don't know how the car works. We can learn instinctually, okay, steering wheel goes this way and it turns this way. But if we don't know how it intimately works, then we're going to be running into problems. Now, that isn't to say that um, you don't necessarily, how do I say this? That isn't to say that you, you, know, you need to know how the blood pumps through the body to understand emotions. Because that's what doctors are for. But at the very key, at the very core of it, you do need to understand how emotions work. So I'm going to be giving you the very granular way about relationships and how attractions work. And that is where attraction triggers come in. But before that, you know, with this, as the story goes, I was um, struggling to, to change my gears. Now, in America, you might call it stick shift. I'm not quite sure. In Australia, we call it a manual car with gears in it. What happens is, is that I was struggling to learn how to shift the gears. And what he did, he actually drew out, oh, okay, so gear one looks like this, gear two looks like this, gear three looks like this. You can't see it, but this is how it works. So that way, as soon as afterwards, my driving actually massively increased. And you can think of me as an 18-year-old me. Uh, in Australia, we learn at 18. Uh, that I was like, oh, I can drive now. It just became so much easier. So that is what I'm going to give to you today, is this idea of attraction triggers. So before we get into this, I want to, again, I keep saying before, 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 but there is one other more thing I need to say, is that desire is arousal with direction. Desire is arousal with direction. So arousal, 
arousal is, and I use that word very liberally, the same way I sometimes use the word relationships very liberally, uh, desire, sorry, arousal can mean a whole bunch of things. So arousal could mean that uh, you're actually excited by the other person uh, on an intellectual level. It could be emotional. It could be spiritual. It could be even a religious level. It could be sexual. It could be this whole thing. But it's, it's at the very core level, arousal means excitement. Is that we're excited by someone. So when that happens... We, we generally are aroused. Now, if you haven't linked it to something, if there isn't a sense of direction, then it almost gets lost. So that is the thing that needs to be known, is that if you want someone to desire you, you need arousal with direction. Now, what I love about people, more than anything in the world, is that we are wired to connect. You know, more than anything is that even that they've some messed up people in the world, they've done these experiments, right? The way they've, they've locked a child away for the first four years of their life and they have not grown properly. So that has to be known that we are wired to connect. At a very core level, it is fundamental who we are. Last week, I was having a very down week and me being me, closing my loops, I want to have I want to be down as possible. If I want to be in bed, I'm going to be in bed, and that's why I set my business up so some days I can. And I remember one day I go, woke up and I was just I was exhausted with the world. I was like, "Fuck this. I I'm just going to get a big breakfast. I'm going to comfort eat." So I went to at least I went to like this raw superfoods place. And I went there, and this lady, this older lady, she smiled at me and I did my rule where every person who has eye contact with me, I'm going to smile, wave and say hello at the very least. And I smiled at her and I waved and I said hello and she said hello backwards, uh, back to me and she walked past. And in that moment, I felt such warmth that it just reminded me that we are wired to connect. It is part of who we are as human beings. So that needs to be known. So what are attraction triggers? Attraction triggers are the thing that triggers someone to actually feel that arousal for you or feel that excitement for you or just feel excitement in general. Now, generally speaking, they come in two forms. So the first form is that it comes in this, how do I say, uh, an internal form that we have this need or this issue or this problem that we want to solve in our life and that creates what I call an open loop. Now, an open loop is an unexpressed emotion or a feeling or a problem that we want to solve. It's this thing that is stuck in our head that we are looking to figure out. Now, some people look at open loops and they're like, oh, I really want someone to love me. And so we often solve it in multiple ways because you could have an open loop that might be, for example, that you want someone or you want some excitement in your life. And whether that means you learn bungee jumping or that means you get into a new exciting relationship, more often, it's just what you link it to. So what's the direction that you decide? So you might have that arousal, that excitement, that movement for adventure. But unless it's anchored to something, so unless you've decided you want to do it through a relationship or you want to do it through... Uh, bungee jumping or rock climbing or some outdoor activity, 
that means it doesn't necessarily have direction and that's just arousal. Now, there are external triggers. External triggers are things that we see or someone says to us something that is in the world around us that makes us feel a certain way. Now, truth be told, no one can ever make us feel a certain way. At the very core, it only brings up emotions that we already had inside of us. But that is the triggers you can control. You can directly influence or arouse or attract someone through these external triggers. Now, with men, generally speaking, more men, because men are very visual in the arousal that we go, that we're sexually aroused to someone via uh, your physical body, right? And some people, when I say that, they might get upset and they might say, oh, no, but I'm not that, you know, I'm not a cover girl kind of girl. It doesn't matter. All you need to do is be willing to express yourself through your body, just like sex, just like communication, just like all of these things. They are the medium, but they are not the message. The message is who you are as a person. And that, at the core level, is the most attractive bit. Because if you're not expressing yourself at this core level, which I've said this a lot, then no one has any fucking clue about who you are, and they don't get aroused by you. But here's the thing. We condition each other into relationships. We condition each other into relationships. And that I say that in this very minimalistic, very, uh, how do I say this, very reductionistic way. That truth be told, whatever you say, or whatever you do, or whatever you don't say, or whatever you don't do, teaches the other person the direction or how to interact with us. For example, you might think that you don't want to upset anyone, right? And he does something that makes you upset, but you don't want to upset him because that makes you think that he'll get upset. That means he thinks that that's okay with you and you've taught him or you've conditioned him that that's how romance should go or that's how relationships should go. Now, how this relates to attraction triggers is very important because basically we want to link when it comes to emotions, when it comes to romance, we want to link the emotion of wanting to see you with almost solving his problem, whatever that might be. So, for example... You might have a situation where there's a guy, I like the adventure example because that's a very good thing, where he's feeling a lack in his life and you present yourself as this new exciting adventure that was gonna, is pretty much just going to save him, right? If you can link that to him, he's going to be aroused by you and he's going to want to spend more time with you. But it has to be known that when it comes to it, there are more, there are more elements at play than just arousal. Because when you look at a real, proper relationship, what elements do we have? We have an emotional connection, we have an intellectual connection, and we have a sexual connection. If we are missing any one of these three elements, we have what I like to call a white whale situation, where some people actually, oh, I like him sexually, I like him intellectually, but emotionally he doesn't get me. And so you, you try really hard to make it happen, right? But in these three elements, 
Basically, they're the things we go with, which means you have to treat every single element as equal. Now, that being said, some people get into relationships, or some people, they come to me and they say, I want a guy who's not interested in just sex all the time. Sex, sex, sex. And then I get to the point of it, and this woman actually loves sex so much that she's afraid of it. And it's funny. Because didn't she say she didn't want a guy who wanted sex? She just thinks that's going to solve her problem. The thing is, as I said, we condition people into relationships with us. The key is that you link it quickly or you link it properly. For example, if you only have that emotional connection first and it stays with an emotional connection, then what you're going to find is then he's going to be more of a friend. And it's going to be harder to shift that relationship because you've linked it properly. You've linked it hard. And it's he now thinks every time I want to have some emotional consolation, I'll go to you. Because you're the girl he goes to. Now, if you're just the sex girl, then he's going to think every time he wants sex, he comes to you. And in some ways, that's not a bad thing. Because that gives you more time. And more time is what you want. When you have more time with someone, then you can let them experience other parts of you. Without that time or permission, as I like to call it, it's almost hopeless because they're not going to give you the time, which means they don't get the chance to actually experience you. So that's not a bad thing. Now, what I'm not saying here is that you should, you should uh, go and sleep with guys and that's the only way. But like I said before, we're looking to get into relationships to solve a problem, right? And, you know, I've definitely met guys who the problem they want to solve is that emotional connection that they want in their life. So they're looking for that more. Whether that means that they, you know, are missing connection with their friends and they're looking for something. And that's the first thing that they look for. But the key here is, if that was the only thing that they got, then they would have just seen you as just a friend. And I've seen this, and I've seen this with so many guys that they connect with a girl emotionally, but they are physically attracted as well, uh, and they'll pursue that girl, right? I've even seen situations where it's just been friends, and then this girl presents herself in a sexual light, and he, the guy is like, oh my god, because then he's been sexually triggered. Now, we look, we get into relationships to solve problems, and we condition people to get into relationships with us, and we teach them how, Right? This means that there are a few things in place. And I want to talk about why honest expression, again, is the key here. It's like this golden, glorious key that everyone misses it. It's under their pillow and they sleep on it every night and they forget about it. But since we condition people to get into relationships with us, that means it's under your control. That means you can say and you can do things that will directly show him how to be in a relationship with you. And that also means that when you're dating him, it's important to express yourself. Because if you don't, then he's not going to see the real you. And he's going to get, he's going to anchor, have this image or this role in his head about how you are. And when you break that role, he's going to feel hurt and upset and confused. And it's not going to make sense. Now, why I like honest, open expression is because it creates what I like to call variability. And they have done tests with this. They have done tests with, for example, with mice, that they would, every time the mouse puts a button or something, there will food, food will come. But in these tests, 
What they've also done is every, maybe, or random after a while, that the mouse has linked in their head, press the button, get the food, right? That they've linked in their head, that's, that's going to happen, and then after a while they've made it random. That mouse goes absolutely nuts about whatever button or light that is. Because truth be told, the dopamine rush that we get in our head, um, we, also, we got dopamine from achieving something, but we also get dopamine from wanting something. So when you trigger someone into this arousal, you create what I call a loop. Now, I've talked about loops. Loops are unex like emotions or expressions or things like that. And that's why I like to express things as they come because that really gets it out there in the world straight away. But you need to learn how to express it because truth be told, you're a bubbling bunch of emotions. And if you express your emotion here and there, what's happening is you become a variable emotional thing, right? And that means that that dopamine rush that he might get becomes massively increased because he's excited to be around you more because he doesn't know if he's going to get what he wants. Now, at the start, you have to kind of give him a taste. Like there needs to be that original trigger. And normally with my triggers, I reserve that for my clients. So I want to like um, give you something here because I want to give them like the core everything and really solve their situations intimately. But I can, I can give you some general things. For example, one trigger for a lot of guys is sexual attraction, is that they really need to feel sexually attracted. And chances are, you need to feel that as well. So I'm going to get that in the open. Is A lot of people are afraid of talking about sexuality. Uh, if you listen to me, you'll know that I'm pretty okay about talking about it, especially in all walks of life. You know, So with that, that's one massive trigger, is that a guy sees you and wants that. Right? He's like, oh, she's hot. Ooh, ooh, I want that uh, at a very core level. But now what happens is, is that we don't want it to stop there. We also want to trigger him emotionally. We also want to un make him understand that you're an emotional creature. Right? And that might happen after sex. That might happen after or beforehand. Because what happens is a lot of guys like, might you know, use emotions to get, get to sex. But afterwards, they can, you know... All bets are off. There's, there's none of that urge. There's none of that need. There's none of that thing that we really want, right? So afterwards, you can actually really get to know him properly. And you can get to know, he can get to know you properly because he's not fueled by that need. And he can get to know the real you. Now, I'm not saying, because some people might hear me say this, and I'm saying that means you've got to sleep with him. That's not the case. That is your choice, your body. All I'm saying is that there needs to be some sexual arousal. That is it. And with that sexual arousal, that gives you permission to then create some emotional arousal. Now, similarly, as I said before, if there's an emotional arousal first, you want to create some sexual arousal because otherwise it's purely intellectual. That's often the case. And, oh God, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's wonderful. It's crazy. But... Attraction triggers, when you understand what really triggers someone into feeling that arousal and excitement, you can do it over and over again. You can, you can give them what they want, which is not a bad thing. You can give it to them, and they're going to feel loved, and they're going to feel excited. They're going to feel aroused by you, and they're naturally going to want to spend more time with you. And that is never a bad thing. So this is why I say all superpowers can be used for good or evil. Now, another trigger... For example, another trigger might be that uh, he or that you, let me think, 
Another trigger might be that you know, he's looking for some adventure in his life. And I've, I think I've said this before, but I like the adventure one, right? He's looking for some adventure in his life, which means if you do the normal route of, hey, I'm a nice girl, you're a nice boy, let's have a nice date, that's going to be boring. That's going to be boring for him, that's not going to get him excited at all. And similarly, if a guy comes to you and says, hello, I like you, do you want a date? Like, and you have no idea who he is, and you think it's just going to be boring or whatever, and there's no excitement, you're not going to want that same thing as well, right? So generally speaking, excitement is one of those things that you can portray through your body, through what you say, how you say it, things like that. But <clears throat> this is why I think expression is good, because expression in all parts of your life, in how you dress, in how you speak, in what you say, in who you are as a person, allows people to really connect with you, and they get to be excited by all the things about you. Whether or not they act on it, that might be a point of their friction points, right? Their, their, um, their, their life condition right now that might get in the way. But generally speaking, as I said, relationships, we condition people to be in relationships with us. With that, it's often last in, first out. Last in, first out. That we, you might be in a relationship with him, right? Or like, so for example... You're, you're seeing him new and you do something wrong and he's like, nope, no, I don't like this girl anymore. That's it, you're out. Same thing, you might see a guy who's new, right? And he does something that really weirds you out and he's out. Unless there is a big enough trigger for him to want to be more about, around you. Now, all you need to do at the very core is pay attention to these triggers. All you need to do is just see where he's at and what excites him and just give him more of that. If you don't know what excites him, then express yourself. Then find out. Ask him what he likes. Ask him what he doesn't like. You know, ask him what he likes about things. Because truth be told, it could be that he likes people. For example, if he got into a job... Okay, good example. If he's in marketing. Why does he like marketing? Because he likes people. Why does he like people? Maybe he likes connection. Why does he like connection? Because it makes him feel special. Why does he want to feel special? Because it makes him feel loved. And we look at this. So we look at this chain. He just wants to feel loved. He just wants to feel special. If you can make him feel special in that way, because that's his core trigger, the internal trigger that he wants, and you can do it through an external trigger, which might be something simple like saying, you know, I've never really met a guy like you before. You're, you're someone who can really, you make me feel really special. No one's, no one's done that. He's going to feel really special because you feel special by him. And he's going to want to make you feel more special. Which, in fact, is a trigger. So that is worth knowing. Now, I love this because, honestly, as a dating and relationship coach, um, I see all relationships. I see them. I see the trends. I see the habits. And I would be a fool if I did not see patterns which also gives me the audacity sometimes with people to let them know that. I get to make, and that's a gift I get to pe give people. I get to give people that gift of like, hey, you know, I see relationships all around the world and you need to know that what you're doing now is a very good thing because I know that. But he doesn't know that sometimes, right? So you need to educate him. You need to show him or condition him into being in a relationship with you. You need to communicate that. And if you don't, then he's going to get the wrong idea and he's going to either be not excited or wander off or all of these things. So 
this is it. Truth be told, I've recorded this podcast three times. This is the third time because of uh, sound conditioning, things like that. The first one was about people hoarders, people who naturally hoard people around them who could be potential partners, but they don't want to commit. Uh, if you're one of those, don't be one of those people. Better to find someone who you know you really want to spend time with, things like that. But truth be told, we all have triggers, right? We all have things that get us excited. We all have things, and people often use the word trigger to be a negative thing, you know? People who are often more suffering with depression, we look in the mirror, we get triggered. We get triggered with sadness. I'm actually someone that if I'm sitting alone at my computer, often I get triggered. And I notice that, then I can change that. But truth be told, we all have triggers. And it's worth recognizing that. It's worth recognizing that and noticing that in other people. And noticing that if he's not excited by you, maybe it just means there's nothing about you that you haven't done yet that's exciting for him, right? Or, and that, that, that doesn't mean you've done anything wrong. That just means you get to experiment with him. That just means you get to learn more about him. Now, I'm exhausted. I've been doing this for an hour and a half trying to get this podcast done. So I'm out for today. Thanks so much for listening. If you did like this podcast, uh, make sure to tell everyone you know ever. I'm talking about children to grandparents to your mailman to when you go get a coffee, say, hey, I listened to this amazing podcast. Because have you ever seen a puppy that is sad? And that puppy is sad because it wants food. And what would you do if you saw that sad puppy? Would you kick him or would you give him food? Well, if you want to give that puppy food, you've got to start doing it by telling everyone about this podcast. <laughs> so thanks so much for listening. I love that you've taken the time out of your day, whether you're in the car, you're listening it, or you're lying in bed or on public transport, or if you're just doing it instead of watching TV. Uh, thanks so much for listening, and I look forward to having you listen to the next one. All right, see ya.